following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Friday, everybody. We have made it once again to a Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7. Alongside me in the studio, as he always is, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, it's Uncle T-Bone, Wade Bennett, back from uh, not being here yesterday. You missed the news yesterday, my man. We were talking off the air, but I missed you in the studio with the Nick Saban retiring news. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we missed that by like 10 minutes on, on Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. and uh, would have had the honor of breaking that story. I, you know, we talked about that we weren't going to just get on here and talk about internet, message board, rumor mongering, like Nick Saban was retiring, and maybe we knew a little bit more than yeah, what you know, Uncle fan, you know, and just kind of threw it out there and... But I said, in uh, you know, in the break, we wouldn't. There's no way we would be that lucky that that he would retire while we were on air, and we almost got there. So, uh, I, you know, it's a free for all Friday. Where do we begin? I don't even know what to say. Give us a call three three four three two one thirteen ninety here at on the line. Um, there are so many stories out there oh. right now. It's like a whirlwind of news. So, uh, Not to mention the whirlwind that may be coming in through Auburn Opelika yeah, in the next gonna hour. Yeah, we're going to try and keep everybody updated on the weather. I know that there was a significant weather alert with this front moving through high winds, possible tornadoes and thunderstorms. Right now it's looking like that's not going to be quite as bad as it was. Several school systems in the Lee County area canceled today. So we'll if, if there's any kind of update and you're out there listening, especially if in your, you're in your car, we'll give you an update, and that way you can seek some shelter. So uh, looks like Alabama, I guess, to start with, is going to seek some, shel- uh, some uh, shelter up in the Great Northwest. Reports that head coach from Washington – uh, Jacob, the uh, runner-up in the national championship game, Kalen DeBoer is looking like he's negotiating a contract to replace Alabama's Nick Saban, the greatest of all time, to be the next coach at the University of Alabama, Tuscaloosa. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about that today. We've got Auburn coaching news to talk about today. Don't forget, we've got college basketball coming up tomorrow we've got to talk about as well. I mean, today is a free-for-all Friday. It fits the narrative perfectly. No guests today, just you and me, Uncle T-Bone, and most importantly, our wonderful listeners. And as he mentioned, you can be a part of the show. 334-321-1390. Phone lines are open for the entire two-hour our show here on ESPN 106.7 and let's start with what you were talking about coach DeBoer 
is in contract negotiations with the Alabama Crimson Tide to become their next head coach. And it's really interesting because there were so many names here that have been flying around, being rumored, being suggested, some people maybe even betting on who was going to be the next Alabama head coach. And some of the biggest names in college football, Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, Mike Norvell, Dan Lanning, Ryan Day, Urban Meyer, the legend that he is, right? So many names were flying around here. And this name was on the radar, but he was not anybody's first choice, betting-wise, fan-wise, opposition-wise. I mean, who in the world actually thought that it was going to be the Washington head coach, that may ultimately become the new head coach at Alabama. Not me. You know, I didn't feel like that Alabama would go hire the coach from, you know, that that they lose to Michigan, and then you go hire the coach who lost to Michigan. You know, I don't know really if that means anything perception-wise, but I did not see Kalen DeBoer on my bingo card to become the next coach at Alabama. We heard about Lane Kiffin and Dan Lanning and and who denied Steve Sarkeesian who and denied Mike Norvell, which who I denied. never even completely understood. Well, you're gonna hire like the fourth Mike in a row over there to be a big failure at Alabama. That that just you know, and all these people getting more pay and more. Uh, contract extensions you know and then there were some uh fringe names like mike loxley being um thrown around the head coach at maryland which uh is a former saban uh disciple you know glenn schumann the co-defensive coordinator at georgia you know I know that didn't really uh, have a whole lot of sizzle for Alabama fans, so they finally settled on it. Looks like Kalen DeBoer, the head coach at Washington, who I will uh, fully acknowledge that has had a lot of success as a head coach dating back to 2005 where he was with uh, Sioux Falls uh, uh, in the the, uh, Great Plains Athletic Conference, the Cougars, in the NAIA where they won multiple championships from 2005 to 2009, only losing three games in that stretch. Then at Fresno in 2023 and three during the COVID years, 2021, they go nine and three. Uh, looks like they had a, a second place finish in their division. Then he's hired at Washington, go 11 and two and 14 and one. And we saw him last uh, with the only defeat this year to Michigan in the national championship game. So the guy's a winner. He's got a winning record as a head coach. By all accounts, he's a great coach. Is he a good fit? Is he a good fit? That's the question. And I think for our Auburn listeners in particular, we want to hear from you. How do we feel about this hire? How do you feel as an Auburn fan with Alabama replacing, or I guess reportedly in talks to replace Nick Saban? Because it is not official yet. How do you feel about Kalen DeBoer possibly being the next head coach at Alabama? Does that threaten you at all? Does that worry you at all? Does it concern you with Alabama, of course, competing with Auburn on the field, off the field in recruiting and in everything that they do? How do you feel about this potentially being the new head coach at Alabama? 334-321-1390. And here's what I'm going to say, Uncle Tebow. You talk about a guy in Kalen DeBoer that has been a head coach for a while and he's won everywhere he's been 
And Washington, of course, being the biggest program that he's been a part of. And heck, he took him to the national championship game. That's pretty darn good. But you look at where he's been, and you look at his history as a head coach, as a coordinator, as an assistant, and everywhere he's been, it's been pretty good. But there's a major part of the country that this guy has never stepped foot in. There's a part of the country that this guy has no idea, maybe that was even on the map. And you're talking about a guy that was the head coach at Washington, the farthest northwest state in the United States, who is now supposedly going to be flying and moving to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to the state of Alabama, to become the head coach in the SEC and start recruiting immediately. Doesn't this sound sort of familiar to anybody? Doesn't those qualities Hmm. sound familiar and eerily similar to what Auburn fans just went through a couple of years ago? Where Auburn went outside the comfort zone, they went outside the circle, and they found somebody completely different than what they've had in years past. They found somebody completely out of touch and away from all the connections in the state and within the school and within the program. And they found a guy that has won everywhere he's been. And yet, that didn't work out too well for Auburn, did it? And I'm not saying (laughs) that Kalen DeBoer is Brian Harson, but there's a lot of similarities here. And I talked a lot about this yesterday, and I'm not the only one that's been talking about this. A lot of people expect whoever the next head coach at Alabama be, if it does end up being DeBoer or whoever, that it was borderline a sacrificial lamb because there's no possible way that the next head coach, the one that follows Saban, a conversation we've had for 10 years, the guy that follows Saban is doomed from the start. And so could that be the situation here? In the next two, three years, if DeBoer does end up signing a contract, could we all sit back and say, especially Alabama fans and our Alabama fellows and our Alabama friends in radio, could we be sitting here in the next three years and say, man, what in the world was that hire for Alabama? Well, I definitely think no matter who they hired, you could be saying that to an extent. You know, first of all, the excitement level for Alabama fans, you know, it's too early for me to gauge uh, listening to the airwaves and, and checking out social media because this news is just just breaking. I'm not really sure uh, how excited Alabama fans are. If you're out there as an Alabama fan, feel free to yes, call in please. the show and tell us what you think about the hire. Uh, I do not anticipate that there will be tens of thousands of people on the tarmac at Tuscaloosa Regional Airport like they were when Nick Saban came in in late 2007 and that crazy woman was hugging him and trying to make out with him right there in front of everybody in the whole world because they were so excited that Nick Saban was coming coming to Alabama to basically resurrect and save their program, which he most certainly did. Geographically, there's no doubt that Kalen DeBoer coming from the great Northwest uh, is in the same kind of circumstance as Brian Harson, But I, I do believe that they are kind of night and day as a coach from what I saw from Brian Harson. But you cannot deny that there were plenty of people that were excited when he was hired at Auburn and that he was nothing but a winner, you know, because he had such a great winning uh, record. My, my concerns about DeBoer, if I was an Alabama fan trying to put myself in their shoes, is A, um, 
he's only been a head coach at a major program for two years. And let me tell you what, coaching at Washington in the Pac-12 is nothing close to coaching to not just Alabama, but any big-time program in the SEC. I have uh, got to believe that he's up for the job, though, at least mentally, or he thinks he is, or he wouldn't take it. Um, And then uh, secondly, uh, you know, with DeBoer, (laughs) who's really going to be coaching this team with Nick Saban hanging around in his office that he's going to be able to keep in Bryant-Denny Stadium? Is he just going to be kind of lurking out the windows, taking a look and seeing practice, calling players that he doesn't think is hustling at practice into his office at Bryant-Denny Stadium? I remember when a young coach from Birmingham named Terry Bowden was hired at Auburn back in 1993, and Pat Dye was still hanging around, and and all we heard from Alabama people was the let you know is who's really coaching this team, and is he a hanger on or I mean is DeBoer going to step into this program and take control of it? and do his own thing and show everybody what he can do as a head coach? Or is he going to try and mimic what Nick Saban did? Because nobody can mimic what the great Nick Saban did. That's a really good comparison. And you're, you're, you're alluding to the, the news and, and the, I guess, reports, I guess, right? That Saban's still going to have an office and still going to have a place to be there on the faci- or in the facilities. And... Kind of weird, but understandable. I mean, it's, this is not a guy that coached there for four years and didn't do anything, and he's fired, but he's a likable guy. So we'll give him an office just because we like him. I mean, it's Nick Saban, right? He's, we, we understand all the accolades here. But the, the stories that are getting to me is with DeBoer reportedly in contract negotiations with Alabama, was he really their first choice? Was he really the guy that Alabama really wanted, truly wanted? When Nick Saban retired, was this the first name that came out of his mouth? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because Dan Lanning turned him down, and he's returning to Oregon. Steve Sarkeesian probably turned him down and is at least going back to Texas. And Mike Norvell turned him down and got himself a nice contract extension with FSU which is still odd to me given the news that came out yesterday afternoon, which we'll mention here. we got to get to a break. But the fact that FSU, the Knowles, they're on probation thanks to some NIL problems that they had. So really one of the first big situations we've seen in regards to NIL infractions, which is interesting as well. So was DeBoer the first choice for Alabama or maybe fourth or fifth? 334-321-1390. We'll take our first break here in hour number one on the Friday edition of On the Line. More to talk about with this situation, more in college football. And as we get into hour number one, tons of Auburn news to talk about. Two coaches are gone, and one big-time player on offense has announced he's coming back. We'll talk about all that coming up here on the Friday edition of On the Line. You are on the line. On ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Let's get to the phone lines here on the Friday edition of On the Line. We have three people waiting, Uncle T-Bone. We must have said something that got the people fired up. So let's go ahead and start. 334-321-1390. We'll start with John and Auburn. You're on the line with Jacob and Uncle T-Bone. Hey, Jacob. Hey, T-Bone. Hey, just a quick thought since you have people on the line. I think these top-level coaches, I think they're egotists. I think they're very much 
and I think you maybe have to be to be in the one percentile. I think you have to be so driven and so kind of full of yourself that that's how you operate. As an Auburn fan, I don't have a great opinion of Saban, but, you know, whatever. But I think he's very full of himself. Now, if you leave on the top and you had any say-so in your replacement, would you choose someone who was another awesome coach or would you choose someone who's maybe an up-and-comer under the auspices of, I've built this to such a level, anyone can can right the ship from here on? Hmm. That's an, you know, I, that, that's a different direction than I thought you were going to go. I thought you were maybe going the direction of choosing somebody that's de- destined to fail or something, and I was going to disagree with you. But um, in, in this situation... I don't know. I think Alabama's so big. I mean, they 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 had to go after a big name, and, and DeBoer's still a big name. I don't want people to, to misinterpret what we're saying. He's still a big name. Just compared to the other names that were flying around, it's just a weird choice for me. Um, but I think Alabama was always going to get a big-time head coach to replace their head coaching vacancy. And, and T-Bone, more t- this will be more, more your background, okay. but when you think back to pre-Saban days, there was so much infighting at University of Alabama, Tuscaloosa, even more so than, than during the Louder and Jimmy Rain and kind of the, the Tuberville days at Auburn. There was so much infighting. I wonder how much of that resurfaces now. Well, now we're talking. Okay, so it takes a very, very strong man and coach like Bear Bryant, one of the greatest of all times, like Nick Saban, one of the greatest of all times, to put – Powerful boosters, hanger-oners, people who give gobs of money and think that they know what's best for a program or want their say or want anything to put them in a corner and say, trust me, I'm in charge. Continue to give me money and more so we can get players and have the best facilities and everything else, but keep your mouth shut or I'm going to Texas, right? So that is that is something that, as soon as big tree fall hard, right, there's a massive void. How is it filled? How is that void filled? Is it filled with a bunch of people coming in and different different factions who think, who've had a lot to say but haven't been able to say it? Or does a head coach like Kalen DeBoer come in and, and does he have the, uh, I don't know, moxie to do that to a uh, rabid, rabid fan base from top to bottom. Exactly. Awesome. Hey, John, we appreciate the call. we got to keep Thank moving you. through it, man. Thanks so much. 334. But I'm not sure that anybody would have that moxie, if you want to know the truth. Yeah, and, you know, that's a tough thing to do. I mean, Saban, Saban was – he was one that came in and, and stirred the pot, and everybody was like, oh, wow, look what look He what was happened. a reformer. Yeah. Saban reformed that program. He didn't just revitalize it and rebuild it. He reformed it. Bingo. Will it stay reformed? Oof, I don't know. We're going to have to see. 334-321-1390. We continue going through some phone calls. Spectre, you're on the line, man. What's up? Well, I think Alabama is, is venturing into waters they've never been before. Uh, you know, it's already been known. It's already known right now that Saban's not going anywhere. He's got an office there. Yeah, literally. And, and, and this coach coming in, He's going to, you know, I tried to make this point on, on Doug's show today, but I guess I missed the point. But he he's going to be like an apprentice, if you will. I mean, you know, like, you know, Mr. You know, T, uh, Uncle T, 
Mm-hmm. You remember Mr. You remember Mr. T? Absolutely. I pity the fool. Yeah, exactly. I pity the fool that comes into Alabama mm-hmm. because he's going to be tutored. Whether they like it or not, he's going to be tutored by Nick Saban. There's no doubt about it. I think that's an honor, though, is it not, Spectre? Well, it is an honor to our Alabama fans, but it ain't to Auburn fans. Yeah. So I mean, oh, so you're? I guess you're speaking from an obviously as an Auburn fan perspective here more than the the grant the the bird's eye view of Saban has a chance to create the next Nick Saban is basically what you're saying. Yeah, he's going to mold this guy into what he thinks, how he plays, how he does. You know, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. He's going to mold him into how I did it. He can do that in coaching, but I don't think with because of the reasons we talked about yesterday with why Saban retired, I mean, he can't coach this guy on NIL and transfer portal because Saban couldn't do it. That's why he retired. Well, that's either here or there. But I agree with you on the coaching side of things, absolutely. And it would be, yeah. I mean, Bama fans should be blessed for that, and sure, Auburn fans should be a little worried about that, but that's for whoever stepped in the door. Well, i tell you what, when y'all, y'all change subjects here shortly, I may be calling back on a different subject matter. We understand what that subject will be. We really appreciate it, yep, Spectre. Thanks, Spectre. Thanks for getting in here. Let me tell you something. I really don't know if this is uh, Alabama venturing into uncharted waters, uh, they've gone to the great Northwest before and hired somebody. Alabama has, not Alabama post Nick Saban and Mike Price, and that failed miserably. But that doesn't mean that this is going to be a failure. Just because Kalen DeBoer has very little ties, if any, to the Southeastern Conference, it doesn't mean he's going to not make it work at Alabama and be successful. I'll give you Dennis Erickson, who uh, backed up Jimmy Johnson from Washington State, from the great Northwest, and people after Jimmy Johnson at the University of Miami, and they were dominant, was like, what are we doing here? Washington State from Northwest, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, he won a national title and almost won another one. So, look, you know, circumstances are different. Uh, I don't really know if Kalen DeBoer is Mike uh, Mike Price or or if he's Dennis Erickson, but we're going to find out pretty quickly. 334-321-1390. Let's get to Bill in Huntsville. You've been holding on for a while, man. We appreciate your call. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, enjoying listening to y'all. Um, your question about, you know, we hear Auburn hired Harson. And then they're looking at this guy from Washington. To me, that's comparing apples and oranges because, by all accounts, this guy is a really personable guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a lot of people say, hey, he could sit down with you and just had a good personality, whereas Harson's arrogance. There you go. From, you know, so, that, so I don't think you can really, you know, compare the two in that aspect. Yeah, as no. far as whether or not he'll be a good fit. You know, he's got a good coaching pedigree. Mm-hmm. If he surrounds himself with a good staff, you know, I don't sell don't sell him short. But there again, he's following the legend and the rules of change. NIL, the portal, mm-hmm. he could be a great coach, but he's not going to produce like Saban is. Nobody will. Bill, let so, me ask uh, you know. something real quick. By all accounts that I can gather, $12 million buyout to get Kalem DeBoer out of Washington. Is he worth $12 million just to hire if you're an Alabama uh, fan or uh, if you or AD? Yeah, you know, who else Who else you going to look at? You know, I, I, yeah, $12 million to what, what Saban has made for that program over the last 17 years. That's <laughs> Good a, point. That's a drop in the – That's a great point. That's me. a great point. $12 million so, yeah, just that, doesn't go quite as far as it used to, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't carry. You know, inflation in Tuscaloosa ain't that much greater than it is in Auburn. So, there you, you go. Know, gotcha, buddy. He'll be able to live pretty well. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, you know, like I say, 
uh, here. I'm in the seventies. The last, you know, I ain't got. I don't know how many years I got left. Well, you sound and, great, man. And, and you know, and and Saban made my life miserable. But boy, at the end, I learned to respect the guy. No, no question. You know, what he's done just Absolutely. phenomenal. No so question. you got to tip your cap, Auburn fan or whoever. I, mm-hmm. you know. He, he, he's, he's a tough act to follow for whoever steps in there. No doubt about it. Bill, we appreciate the call, man. We're up against a break. Thanks so much for right. calling in and holding on with us as well. He was he was third in line in that phone call. We got somebody else on the line. We're going to have to wait uh, for them and get them when we come back in the next segment. But all great points right there, Uncle T-Bone. And I, and I think Auburn fans, and I, that's who always called in so far, Bill from Huntsville, that was uh, great to have him on as well. Um, it, it just seems like Auburn fans are just kind of in waiting, right? Everybody's just kind of figuring out and kind of digesting what's happening here. But to what Bill said, I've heard nothing but great things about DeBoer's personality. And he seems to be a pretty likable guy. And Auburn fans may have to accept that. Oh, I mean, I you know, whatever. That's likable or not. I just want to want to see him get beaten. Uh, how likable will he be with if the uh, – Hanger honors and the powers to be won't leave him alone, and they pester him every day. I don't he's likable until he puts on the crimson and white. Yeah, I mean, he's likable until Tennessee beats him for them, I'm sure. But, hey, my question right now is, what's this do for Jalen Milrow? He's not going to fit into that offensive scheme. Mm, because you better believe he's going to bring his offensive coordinator with him, Mr. Ryan Grubb. We'll talk some more about that. we got a phone call and a bunch of Auburn news here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Don't go anywhere. Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into a crazy Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. He is Uncle T-Bone. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7. We continue with a flurry of phone calls. We'd love for you to be a part of it as well. 334-321-1390. And we got John and Prattville. You're on the line with Jacob and Uncle T-Bone. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I was just calling to say uh, when I heard Nick Saban had retired, I was like, oh, finally. But then <laughs> after watching the interview with uh, Reese Davis uh, and having heard Nick Saban say he wasn't going anywhere, that he was going to be here every day, I'm going to have an office in the stadium, and he's going to be able to yell at the players when needed, I immediately thought that the new coach is fixing to be Nick Saban's, uh, Nick Saban's uh, proxy, and uh, he's going to wear him out because uh, Nick Saban may be too old to work. 14-hour days, but I guarantee you that Nick's going to have a list every morning on email sent to the coach with stuff that he saw in the parking lot that needed to get done. Uh, that's just the way I perceive that. Yeah, what do y'all think? John, I'm with you. I mean, I'm like any time that someone resigns and 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 then or ret- or so-called quote unquote retires, you know, we really appreciate everything. Get your stuff and get out. I mean, get you know who's anything. They run the risk of anything, any loss, any play call, anything not going the way that Alabama thinks, uh, fans think it should be, and then it's, well, who's really in charge here? Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as Nick Saban's in the building, he's going to be the head coach. Uh, well, he'll be in charge. I don't know if he's going to be the head coach. He'll but be he'll more be, like a, he'll be the CEO. Well, the GM is what I was yeah. going to say. I mean, he'll be like a uh, GM in the NFL is what Saban's about to become. But, you know, uh, Nick Saban burned through a lot of uh, coordinators because he worked them to death. And I can see this running through head coaches like that. They may, uh, you know, burn out after a year or two. They may be successful, but 
Hmm. I think if uh, if if Nick don't go in, he's going to, like I said, work him like a rented mule. That's interesting. Yeah, Saban could possibly scare him off, and maybe people don't want to go work for him. I don't know. That's an interesting point, John. Because already he's coming. He's not coming in the situation that Nick came into. Right. Nick was able to hire his own people. He's already coming in. Say, my boy uh, Tommy Reese here. He's pretty good. To, he's pretty good up and coming coach. You need to think about keeping him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, we'll, we'll have to Auburn. see that. You know, you don't know first. You know, when he comes, who he's bringing with him. I will say this though. I do. I don't know if it's Tommy Reese, but I do believe that there will be plenty of local flair to that uh, coaching staff encouraged highly by powerful Alabama people including Nick Saban and uh, in a way I see it because obviously DeBoer has zero connection to the south in recruiting you can just take a look at his recruiting classes and see they've been terrible and yep. they're not and southeastern heavy, so so he's going to need some help here, you know. But but when does it become? Hey, you can be the coach, but you got to keep these guys because once you start straying into those waters, you're in dangerous and choppy waters. Yeah. Well, that sounds exactly like when you boil it down to it, basically like Brian Harson. Bingo. Uh, we think you're a good coach, but you've never been there here, so you need there to keep this boy. He's got recruiting contacts and high school coaching contacts. But uh, are y'all going to be able to comment on the? Williams and Etheridge. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's it's, it's coming up. Don't you worry, yeah, man. It is coming up, John. Up. Don't worry. Just stay tuned. We'll get to it here shortly. That's very, 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 very disappointing. And uh, I was hoping it wasn't, you know, for the reasons that's floating out there. Yeah. But, well, we'll we'll, I, we'll address I it. I appreciate your time. Thank yeah. You. Thanks for the call, thanks, John. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's go ahead and get Andy. You're on the line. Let's get him in here. What's on your mind, man? Hey, real quick, Warrior go guys. Um, you know, the other day, I, I, after I got off the phone with you, um, I felt a little weird. Usually we have good, positive calls, and I kind of felt like I got a, a chewing <laughs> from you about the rumor mill. Um, I, I thought I was breaking news for you all about uh, Caddy, so I guess you all talk about it a little bit. But the one thing I will say is I did not know the – I knew he was going. I didn't know the reason. So. Oh, Andy, um, I don't – it wasn't uh, – if, if it – if you got the overtone that it was a chewing, believe me, it was not. It was not meant to be that. <laughs> it's all it's all friendly here, man. Yeah, we, we're we're and, on, and, and yeah, I, I like to have a lot of fun at message board rumor mongering, which I'm not saying you were doing, but I like to poke fun at it. But I also like if you were kind of tuning in to listen to be like, you know, I'm not gonna tell you, but maybe out on the message boards they're telling you something's going on. Yeah, um, but again, I. I I didn't know the reason, and then again, that's. Uh, I don't think that anybody other than Auburn University people and the folks that just resigned know the absolute one hundred percent truth and reasons. Sure. Well, sounds like they had a lot of fun, but um, all right, we're eagle guys. Glad we're. Uh, Andy. Thanks, Andy, for the call. We appreciate you and all of our wonderful listeners and callers here on the show. 334-321-1390. We've had a ton of calls already. We'd love to get more throughout the show. Phone lines are open the entire show from 2 to 4 here on the Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. And that's a great transition because yep. there is so much news when it comes to Auburn. And before we get into all of that, you and Andy kind of were talking about it right there, and I'm going to defend that as well with – The almost two years that I've been hosting this show, there is not a single time that I have come on here and talked about a situation that is not 100% factual, 100% reported, and 100% to, and, and just downright truthful, okay? I know what happens on the message boards. I was, I was those people years ago, 
But in my position, I can't talk about what somebody thinks they know because their brother's cousin's dog was in the bathroom when two people had a conversation at the urinal about somebody. I can't talk about that. Whether it's truthful or not, that doesn't help me because it doesn't help you, my listener. It doesn't help you have more fun and be entertained because if I'm giving you what may or may not be true, that's not factual and that's not my job. And so... I understand what's happening right now, given all the news that's been broken in the last 24 hours when it comes to Auburn football. We've got three coaching things to talk about and a player to talk about for Auburn. But I'm going to talk about what has factually happened and what has been reported and what has been announced by Auburn football and Auburn University. And that is that that running backs coach Cadillac Williams has resigned and is no longer with Auburn football. I'll also talk about that Zach Etheridge is no longer with Auburn football and believed to be in talks with another program to become a coach there. And then we also have another coach that's been hired at Auburn and a player that's come back for Auburn. That's what we can talk about today, Uncle Tebow. And there's a lot of news to break down here. There's a lot of feelings here. There's a lot of emotions with some of these coaches that have left. We lost two Auburn guys today off the Auburn football staff. Yeah, that is definitely what we know. Former legendary running back at Auburn University, Carnell Cadillac Williams, uh, once an interim head coach at Auburn, taking over for our good friend Brian Harson, will no longer be part of this coaching staff. And neither will Zach Etheridge, another legendary player who I believe played on our national championship team in 2010. You know, when you talk about stories, really and truly, you want to know about the here, the who, the what, the how, and the why. Uh, We know four out of five of those, right? Here we are at Auburn, Carnell Williams and Zach Etheridge are who. Uh, What has happened is they have uh, resigned and decided to take other opportunities or a look at them. And how they did it was they, you know – Carnell took it last night upon himself to release a statement saying he was going to embrace some new opportunities and challenges out there in the real world. And Zach Etheridge this morning announcing that he would be a new coach at the University of Houston. The why is what we do not know. Um, And quite honestly, until one of them comes on air or Auburn University releases a statement or both of them do it at the same time, we never really will know. There are plenty of rumors out there that are – Far beyond not just the gray area, right? Because unlike you, I sort of live in the gray area. I'm Uncle T-Bone, man. I tell stories. And, you know, I go in between the message boards and the radio shows and the real world, and I'm here to try and put it all together and read between the tea leaves. I'm not a professional. I'm just your dang uncle who's around the fire pit telling stories, right? So I don't – but in this case – some of these rumors or, 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 or whatever they are are just beyond even me trying to comprehend and communicate to you. You can go out there and find whatever you want to That's about exactly this situation. And, but you're not going to find, find it really here other than they're gone and there's some rumors of people that might replace them that might be actual factual in this situation. And what we do know also is that Jarquez Hunter has announced that although Carnell Williams is leaving, and will not be his running back coach any longer at Auburn University. Jarquez Hunter will be next year 
to tote the mail for Auburn as a tailback. So there it is. And what we also know is the news that we have known for about a week, a guy that's been working on this staff, but it's finally been uh, announced officially by Auburn football is the fact that Charles Kelly has been out, has been hired as the co-defensive coordinator, the best recruiter in the country is what this guy is named. Uh, The 2023 national recruiter of the year is back home at Auburn. And so those are the facts, okay? Those are the things that have happened. Cadillac Williams is gone, Zach Etheridge is gone, and Charles Kelly is in, and Jarquez Hunter is back, okay? Now the fun begins, Uncle Tebow. Now the fun begins. We talk about why these things happen in our opinion. We talk about what happens from here. Why do we think these things happen? What do we think could get better from this? What are the pros and cons of all of these different situations? And that includes you, our listeners, as well. 334-321-1390. Give us a call. We know you got thoughts on these guys being let go and a running back coming back, one of the best running backs in the country, coming back to Auburn. And Charles Kelly, the top recruiter from a year ago, is now on Hugh Freeze's staff at Auburn. Let's talk a little bit here. And I want to start with, I think, the one that has hit home the most for Auburn fans is Cadillac Williams, no longer being at Auburn no longer being on the staff at Auburn and look it was a very special time for me as an Auburn fan as an Auburn guy as an Auburn radio host to be here during the time that Cadillac Williams was the interim head coach okay he was playing when I was a young kid and he has been an Auburn man his entire life and when he stepped in for the then fired Brian Harson. And he basically saved this Auburn football program. I mean, he saved it. He did. He brought it back temporarily in a time where, and I've said this before, Auburn football was in the darkest times it has ever been in when Brian Harson was the coach and then ultimately fired because nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody knew what to do except one man, and his name was Cadillac Williams. And he stepped in. He put Auburn back on the map. He proved how much he loved Auburn. He proved how much Auburn people love Auburn. And he ended the season strong and was a perfect bridge between what was before and what we have now. And a lot of people attached huge emotions to that outside of what he did as a player here. Everybody attached to him when he was an assistant and then when he was the interim head coach for those last few games. And he did great things here. But you cannot deny that there has been a growing narrative that recruiting was not his favorite thing. There were some some concerns with his coaching with the running backs and just in general. And we've heard for months that there has been some friction in the Auburn coaching staff. And Hugh Freeze made a decision here with Cadillac, and we can bleed into Zach Etheridge as well. I know we're up against a break, but we're going to continue talking about this into the second hour. He made a decision. They may have stepped away. This may have been a mutual resign, whatever you want to call it. But Hugh Freeze made a decision here. And he came in, and I hate to use the term cleaning house because that's a bad negative term, but that's what he's doing. And I'll say this too, and I want you to talk, and then we'll get to break, Uncle T-Bone. Zach Etheridge and Carnell Williams are very special here. They're very special. They will be names we talk about forever in the history of Auburn football. 
But just because you have that, and just because you have the history, and you have the legacy, and you're beloved by so many fans, that doesn't put you above criticism. That doesn't put you above being criticized for your job. And it also doesn't make you good at your job. And I think that's what happened here. I think Hugh Freeze came in and said, look, these guys bridged from the previous staff to my staff. They helped me understand Auburn. They helped me transition here. But I think we can do better. And I think that's what Hugh Freeze decided to do. And it's a tough decision. It's a gamble. Oh, it's a big gamble. It's a huge gamble. Because there's a lot of Auburn fans today, Uncle T-Bone, that are not happy. And he better find a way to make up for it. And it's a gamble, but I think Hugh Freeze is trying to see the bigger picture here. Go ahead. Uh, Very fair words there. A lot of things right there to wrap my mind around. It's going to take multiple segments to communicate it to everybody here. I'm old enough to remember not just uh, Cornell Williams as a coach here. I'm old enough to remember when he flipped from the University of Tennessee back in uh, early 2001 and committed to Tommy Tuberville in Auburn uh, and gave all of us Auburn fans a tremendous amount of hope because those were some pretty bleak times when Tommy Tuberville took over after uh, Terry Bowden. But real quick, uh, and I'll say it to the day I die, he got hurt in 2002 as a running back, broke his leg against Florida, was having an amazing season up to that point. And quite frankly, had he continued those numbers through the rest of the season before he got hurt, and I feel like that he would have, he would have been a Heisman candidate. So that's the type of caliber of playing legend you're dealing with here who was on the coaching staff and no longer is. And we got to take a break, and we'll uh, get back to it after that. Yeah, we'll talk some more about it. we got so many more thoughts on this, why it happened, what happens now and just a general reaction. And we'd love for you to be a part of the show as well. 334-321-1390. We'll wrap up hour number one on the other side. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. All right, wrapping up hour number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Uncle T-Bone. Got a couple of minutes. We're talking all the biggest Auburn football news with the coaching changes, uh, player coming back. Do want to mention, though, as we started the show, we talked a lot about uh, Washington's uh, Kalen DeBoer and contract negotiations with Alabama to become the next head coach, and it is official. He has agreed to become the next Alabama head coach. He has told Washington that he is leaving. He has signed the contract, and he has become the new head coach at Alabama. So lots more to talk about with there. And Bama fans, as far as I'm concerned, Uncle T-Bone, they're crumbling, man. They're just, I mean, they're, they're, they don't know what to think about this guy being hired. They are very uneasy right now around the, uh, the, the parts of Tuscaloosa. Here's a couple of texts that I've gotten from uh... – Alabama fans that I know very well. Uh, one, it ain't Saban, but it ain't terrible. Here's a, another one. No ties to the South. No thanks. A Brian Harson for us. And uh, one of the most dramatic ones I got. This one's pretty. Uh, it's it's pretty rough here, Jacob. Keep it, it radio clean, sir. It's awful, horrible. He is a blank loser. 
Ooh. Guess the tax has come due on 17 years of total domination. Going to be rough. Wow. He is the worst hire I've ever heard of. Wow. I mean, dang, I don't know dramatic. if it's that bad. That's uh, a little dramatic. But I'll say this. I don't think that Auburn fans are shivering in fear right now or even quite even a touch concern. They maybe should be. I don't know how it's going to play out. But I just got one from an Auburn fan said, Uncle T., it's Mike Price 2.0. Ooh. And then another one said, oh, he went to the national championship game in his second year. Gus went in his first year. Why didn't they just hire him? <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Let's get a little Ooh. bit more realistic here, okay? But, you know, I'll say this. I was fully coming on air today, Jacob, to ask you the following question. Have you ever heard of that show, The First 48? Yep. Where when there's some, it's, you know, it's been on cable forever, and these detectives go out after there's been a homicide, and they say you got 48 hours really and truly to get all the information or the percentage every hour after 48 that you don't have the uh, suspect name. It plummets. Plummets on whether or not you're going to solve this case, and most of these after 48, 50% of them become cold cases. Okay. And Alabama was dang near about three hours away from the first 48 after uh, Nick Saban uh, went ahead and retired. So had it gone into this weekend, I think it would have got really choppy for Alabama fans. They got their guy now. My suggestion is to support them and give them everything that you can. But you know good and well in the back of a lot of people's mind, there's some uneasiness with this hire. Oh, they're worried. They're scared to death. And... I think Auburn fans, again, we've heard a little bit from them today. We've had a lot of calls in this first hour, and I plan on having a bunch in the second hour. I don't think Auburn fans are too worried just yet. And you know what? It's the first day. He just signed the contract 10 minutes ago. Can we really react and predict what's going to happen? This guy could come in and be the next Nick Saban, right? He very well could. He's going to be mentored by the guy and watched over him like a hawk. He very well could be. Or he could come in. And flake out in two years, which is what Alabama fans are talking about right now. So I'm curious on where Auburn fans stand on Kalen DeBoer becoming the new head coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm curious how much they're going to pay him and how much that contract is extended for. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about more of the Auburn football news. Lots to get in there. Plus college basketball, NFL playoffs. All that's coming up in hour number two. an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. 
Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on this Friday afternoon. What is today? It is January 12th, 2024. As we welcome you inside the studio for hour number two here on the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Uncle T-Bone. We're into hour number two. If you missed any of the first hour, uh, you can go and catch up with the podcast after the show today. You can find it at ESPNAU.com or you can find it wherever you get your podcast. We've talked about the news of Alabama now officially hiring Kalen DeBoer as their new head coach. He will replace Nick Saban. He has agreed to the terms. He has told Washington he is leaving. We talked a lot about that in the first hour. We'll probably have some more thoughts on it here in the second hour. We also have been talking and we'll continue talking right now about the Auburn football news with Cadillac Williams out as running backs coach as um, Zach Etheridge out on the defensive side of the football also, uh, a new head or a new coach in the building, Charles Kelly, will be your co-defensive coordinator, 2023 National Recruiter of the Year, and Jarquez Hunter, your RB1, your starting running back announced officially he'll be back for next year. So that was all back in hour number one. You can find that in the podcast after the show today, wherever you get your podcast, just search on the line. We'll talk all that here in hour number two. At some point, Uncle T-Bone, we do have to talk basketball as Auburn taking on LSU tomorrow, and also, if we have time, I don't know if we will i got to tell you why my packers are going to beat your cowboys tomorrow on sunday so yeah, that's all here a lot of time for that <laughs> well that's all coming up here at hour number two phone lines are open again on this free-for-all friday in this second hour give us a call phones are ringing off the hook today 334-321-1390 and t-bone thank god no tornadoes outside yeah we uh, came on air talking about how the weather uh, was going to be very sketchy this afternoon and luckily for everybody here so far, at least in the Auburn area of Lee County, it looks like it's uh, been relatively calm with just some rain, no thunderstorms yet, and no high winds. Talking real quick about Carnell Williams and Zach Etheridge being let go. Uh, I have a few thoughts on that. Two recurring themes that you will continually hear from me, Uncle T-Bone, is A, everybody wants a hamburger in life, but they don't want to be in on the killing of the cow and seeing how the meat is processed. Mm -hmm. And most people don't even want to be on the grilling and cooking side of the processed hamburger meat. What you're witnessing right now at Auburn, especially over these last 10 years, is Hugh Freeze having to make a heck of a lot of hamburgers with a little amount of meat. That roster has been in complete shambles after one of the most cynical, mediocre runs in Auburn history. I can rattle off the stats at nauseum over the last 10 years, but I know you don't want me to do that again. But we have had five coaches, just for example, in 10 years, two of them which are interim. You cannot, that is not a sign of a healthy program. That being said, it's going to take quite some time to turn it around. Not to mention that. The second theme that you'll hear ad nauseum from Uncle T-Bone, yours truly, is that Hugh Freeze was hired on November 29th. Early signing day last year was on December 12th. He had just a couple of days, if not hours, to put some kind of staff together, hit the recruiting trail, and you had to know under those circumstances that there was going to be some transitions in the coaching staff after the season. It was a hastily put-together staff, and, uh, you know, unfortunately for Carnell Williams, for Zach Etheridge, for Philip Montgomery, for Ron Roberts, 
They're the victims of a hastily put together first year staff. You hoped, and they were given every opportunity to continue to be on this staff and make it work and be successful. And Hugh Freeze, who has the keys to the Lamborghini or the truck or whatever you want to call Auburn football, has all the right in the world to drive it as he sees fits. We've got some phone calls. Uncle Ollie, what's up, Uncle Ollie? How are you today, buddy? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for listening to me. Appreciate it. Of course. Uh, so, a couple of things. One, uh, graduate season ticket holder for shoot, 40 years. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm very uh, disappointed and, I guess, saddened that Cadillac and Zach are gone because they're Auburn men. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. I owned a business for 30 years. And as CEO, you have to make some hard decisions on employees and this, that, and the other. And sometimes those employees are very popular with the other employees and the general public or whatever. But you know that if, for whatever reason, they're really not pulling their weight, they're not doing their job, or there's some nefarious whatever, I don't. I'm just, I'm not saying anything about the two people we're talking about now. I'm just saying in real world, you just have to make a hard decision. Yeah. And it might not be popular with everybody, but you know, And but here's the problem. Because of the way the world works, you can't come out and say, listen, I know he or she was very, very likable and y'all loved them. But you can't say why you had to make that decision. Because you're in trouble if you do, mm-hmm. just with the way the world works now and litigation. So we might not ever know unless, like you said, the other day they come out and say something. But again, I, I'm hurt they're gone, but I get it. As yeah. CEO, he, he's got to make those hard decisions. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, his job's not to make every. The CEO is not to make everybody happy. The job is to be the most successful, right? That's right. And so here's the other thing I wanted to say. Okay. I know Zach Etheridge was a heck of a recruiter, but, brother, you signed a guy today that's Zach Etheridge on steroids. You better believe it, Mr. Charles Kelly. Absolutely. Absolutely. somehow or another he can finagle and get uh, Chris Kiffin, I will be ecstatic. If he can't, I'll be honest with you, I would look right across the state and give T-Rob. There you go. Uncle Ollie, we appreciate the phone call. We got some uh, people waiting. The phone is ringing off the hook. 334-321-1390 here to Free For All Friday at On The Line. And Uncle Ollie's, you know, his comments are uh, are about spot on. I like it. Charles Kelly, I have been sent a list. And there's so many names on it, you can't even – it'll make your head spin. We don't have time to read it off. All the people that he was the – primary recruiter of at Alabama while he was there it's ridiculous it's like 18 people deep four and five stars and signed almost every single one of them that guy is a top-notch recruiter 2023 national recruiter of the year well that says it all and uh Chris Kiffin the uh, linebacker coach at the Houston Texas allegedly a name in play for defensive coordinator at Auburn Look, I'd be fine with that. I think that he and Hugh Freeze have an excellent relationship and a past. But I am with Uncle Ollie, baby. 
let's go get T. Robinson, who was obviously, after the Texas game, the uh, defensive coordinator, the primary defensive coordinator at Alabama this season. Another heck of a recruiter. We need him out of Alabama. He needs to come home. T. Rob, come on home. We got a phone call. I believe it's Matt over at Lookout Mountain. Matt, how are you? Hey, good, guys. How are y'all today? Doing well, man. Doing well. What's on your mind? Well, I'm just going to speak on a couple of things. Uh, Uncle Uncle Ollie there uh, t- uh, hit a couple of my topics. Uh, he, he had a good phone call. I yes, he did. Um, uh, but, yeah, a, a couple of things. I'm not going to speak to the whole situation, but uh, I, I don't think that the, the Cadillac and Zach Etheridge was completely in Hughes' hands. Uh, I, I, I don't think he wanted to do that. But, uh, yeah, you have to do what you have to do sometimes. Uh, it's unfortunate. I love both of them as players, and, and they were fun to watch and great recruiters. And I, I, I hope, I hope beyond hope that maybe one day they can come back home uh, eventually. But uh, I wish them well. Um, as far as uh, uh, the boy at, at, at Alabama, I think he's fixing to find out <laughs> how, how much different it is in the southeast from the northwest. Yeah, and, you better uh, when, believe it. <laughs> when Alabama has that first. Uh, Eight and four or seven and five season. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how good the fans are then. Yeah, well, Matt, um, it's interesting you bring that up because I actually during the break I pulled up Alabama's schedule for next year. Let me read it off to you and all of our listeners because there's some interesting okay. games on here for a first year head coach who's never been in the SEC. You ready for this? Western Kentucky yes, at home, South Florida at home, at Wisconsin. Then you get a week off. Home for Georgia at Vanderbilt. Home for South Carolina. At Tennessee, home from Missouri, coming off their best season maybe ever. At LSU on Saturday, November 9th. Home from Mercer, at Oklahoma, and then home for the Iron Bowl. What do you think about that schedule for year one uh, for Kalen DeBoer? Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, you Think about this. Before NIL and um you know, eight, ten, twelve years ago, a, a coach coming in, following a coach such as somebody coming in to follow Spurrier, or somebody coming in to follow Bobby Bowden, or somebody coming in to follow a Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, uh, you, your talent was still going to be on the roster. You were still going to have that same talent for the next two years that that coach brought in. Look at Terry Bowden after after Pat died. He yeah. was coaching Pat Dye's players. The two to three year saw buffer. How great yep. that worked out. Yep. Uh, but with the transfer portal, well, guess what? All these kids can leave, and he's not going to have the same talent that Nick Saban had this year. Um, so, yeah, that uh, that that possible ten and two or eleven and one season next year could be eight and four. Well, case in uh, point, uh, Matt, uh, it was announced today, and you can see it over dl dot com. Wide receiver Isaiah Bond, we all remember him from the uh-huh. Iron Bowl. He's gone, and uh, now yes, it's sir. all pro- you know. He's put himself into the portal, and he's visiting the University of Texas and Steve Sarkeesian this weekend. And uh, all signs, according to On Three, is that he's going to be with the Longhorns next year. It's 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 amazing how things change, and uh, yeah. So he's not going to have the same luxury that coaches had following a legend ten years ago. Yeah, um, that's a great. And point. I will say this, and and I really hope uh, uh, I would love to get uh, 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 Kelly, and I would love to get Kiffin. Honestly, uh, I think he'd be a great defensive coordinator too, uh, especially with the mind of, of their daddy, uh, who was a great defensive mind himself. Sure was. Um, but uh, uh, and I'd love to have T. Rob as well. If we can get either one of them, I'd be happy to death. But I tell you, right now, after losing Cadillac, uh, it's time to go hard and put the full court press on Del McGee. 
Oh, okay. Okay. That's a, that's a name that I haven't heard a ton of. I've heard it a couple times from other people, but that's I'd, something I'd, I haven't I'd heard a lot. I would throw the brink at him. I would throw the brink truck at him. Okay. Interesting. Hey, Matt, we appreciate you, man. Keep looking down on us from Lookout Mountain, okay? We appreciate you and everybody else calling in. Uncle Ali had a great call before that as well, that Matt referenced. We'd love for you to be a part of the show. 334-321-1390. Man, just it's great. Everybody's got different perspectives, and everybody's got different takes on everything going on. And there's not a whole lot that I've really disagreed with. There's just so many what-ifs and so many question marks right now, Uncle Tebow. Yeah, former player Dale McGee was a defensive back at Auburn in the early 90s. Uh, has been over at the University of Georgia for quite some time. Started out as a running backs coach over there. Now has you know several of these uh, kind of name uh, positions like co head coach and you know associate head coach and all that type of stuff coordinator in charge of running backs whatever he's a just a full-blown recruiter is what he is and has been a thorn in auburn side over at the university of georgia for quite some time i don't foresee that matt obviously it would be a great hire um one thing that i think auburn people need to get very comfortable with moving forward is that if Someone who played at Auburn as a coach and is having a lot of success somewhere doesn't mean that we should automatically look at them or they're going to come here because they were once part of the family or whatever you know we like to call it, right, part of the Auburn family. Hugh and, and Dale McGee would fit right in with Hugh Freeze's first, I think, priority for any assistant coach on his staff, and that's to be an elite recruiter. But I think also you're going to see the problem with Dale McGee is this. You know, how does he, as the running backs coach or offensive co-offensive coordinator, how does he communicate with Hugh Freeze, who's obviously going to have a major hand in the play calling next year and moving forward? I mean, mm-hmm. that's his forte. That's where he made his bones in college football. That's obviously what people want to see. You could see a big difference when Hugh was uh, very heavily involved in game plans for certain games this season. So, you know, the relationship that perhaps, oh, I don't know, a, uh, a, uh, I believe his name is Derek Nix. Is that right? Uh, over at uh, the University of Mississippi. He's a running backs coach and co-offensive coordinator. The re- the relationship and the fit there with Ken Austin, who's already on staff, is probably going to make a bigger difference than someone who's very good somewhere else but really doesn't have a relationship with Hugh Freeze on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and you know it really is a popular thing nowadays, and not just for Auburn, but I think for all big-name football programs with passionate fan bases similar to Auburn. It is the, it's the go-to reaction for a lot of fans when a coach is let go, when there's a former player coaching somewhere else to say, hey, we got to go get this guy, bring him home, right? And I'm not saying that's the wrong reaction by any means because it makes sense, right? That's the thing that makes sense. But I also, and some people may not like this, I also think that's something that maybe has brought Auburn down over the years is failing to go a little outside of that comfort zone. Not so far as you get to Boise, Idaho, (laughs) but a little bit outside of this perspective, right? Going outside the circle just a hair to hire the best quality candidate. And I'm not saying that these Auburn people aren't the best quality ones, but I don't think they are all the time. And I think... Hugh Freeze, as we had the CEO reference earlier, 
he's having to make those tough decisions and realize, hey, this guy's an Auburn legend. This guy's done a lot for this program as a player, as a coach, and what have you. But maybe it's not in our best interest for him to be here anymore. And I think that's what happened with Cadillac Williams and Zach Etheridge. I really do. Let me pile on that a little bit. I know we're up against a break, and then we'll get to it after after this. But, you know, perhaps somebody like Dale McGee just doesn't want to come back to Auburn. And there's situations like that, absolutely. And maybe there's no hard feelings. Maybe he just really likes where he is. Maybe there are hard feelings. Maybe he has an axe to grind. Maybe he left on bad terms. Maybe he just, you know – doesn't want to go back to where he went went to college, that he wants to see the rest of the world. You know, we all love Auburn so much in this area and live in a bubble that we'd think, oh, my gosh. I mean, I went to Auburn. I'd, I'd cut my arm off to go back over there and coach. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I got news for you. Not all of these coaches and all these players care as much about Auburn as you do, the fan. Yeah. Yeah, there's this, there's this – there's so much to, to break down here. And, again, everybody has – different thoughts everybody has different opinions everybody has different choices for who they want on this staff and who they want as players and all of that and speaking of that we have to talk about the impact of running back Jarquez Hunter making his announcement earlier today that he's coming back for this Auburn team and whoever the the Tigers hires their running backs coach they're going to have a stacked room come in 2024 we'll talk about that when we come back phone lines continue to be open join in we're we're having all types of phone calls today here on the friday edition of on the line you are on the line on espn 1067 online at espnau.com or on the espn 1067 app Back inside the studio here on a free-for-all Friday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Uncle T-Bone. We appreciate you being with us here on ESPN 106.7. I want to say this again. I said it to start this second hour. Thank God. I mean, literally, thank you, Jesus, that the weather did not become what it was supposed to be. I mean, you had Lee Scott Academy, I believe Opelika today as well, didn't mm-hmm. go to school. Auburn High went to school. Um, but no weather has really come through. We may still get some rain later on this afternoon, but I mean, they were calling for tornadoes and all types of crazy stuff. And so uh, we're, we're definitely thankful that uh, as of right now, the weather hasn't become what it was supposed to be. So uh, very thankful, very thankful for that. And talking Auburn football, talking all the news of the day with Cadillac Williams out, Zach Etheridge out. You have Charles Kelly in. Still expectations on who's going to be the new running backs coach, who's going to be uh, your new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, all that type of stuff. I mean, there's still so many openings that we have to talk about throughout the next couple of weeks before football season. But on the player side of things, we got a huge update today. About 30, 45 minutes ago, Uncle T-Bone, on the offensive side of the football, in the running backs room, your number one running back, a guy that I still believe is one of the best running backs in all of college football, Mr. Jarquez Hunter, has announced he wants to run it back for one more year at Auburn University. Yeah, I mean, that's big news. Um, I don't know. A lot of people feel like he didn't quite have uh, the year that he could have had in this first year under Hugh Freeze. If you watch the bowl game, I mean, there was nowhere for him to run. Auburn was ill-prepared for that game to block anybody the offensive line really needs to upgrade a little bit in this next season by the way they will do that with a big time uh, uh portal transfer in from mississippi state at offensive tackle yesterday uh this past season jarquez hunter has 159 carries goes for 909 yards and seven touchdowns 
18 receptions for 118 yards that's something that I think he needs to work on is catching the ball out of the backfield he missed a key key potential catch against Georgia late in that game where he might still be running had he caught that swing pass out of the backfield good news for the Tigers Damari Austin Brian Batie took his name out of the portal he's coming Mm -hmm. back Jeremiah Cobb for now is still uh, with the team Jarquez Hunter that's a stable of backs and Auburn really needed Jarquez Hunter to come back because they didn't take a uh, a running back in this year's recruiting class. Yeah, so a, a huge huge return for Jarquez Hunter. Uh, the, the concerns on the offensive side of the ball remain uh, with can Auburn get the offensive linemen in here? Can Auburn um, get the protection? Can they get the receivers? Obviously we got the, the, the high school guys in and to throw all the mix in, I don't think we've fully talked about this. We've mentioned it a few times, but Auburn's last Wide receiver target, Ryan Williams, decommitted from Alabama the day, minutes after Nick Saban announced his retirement. Now, I'm sure Alabama and new head coach Kalen DeBoer will be hammering him and calling him probably right now. It should have been the first phone call he made after he signed the contract. They're going to do everything they can to get him to stay at Alabama, but Uncle T-Bone, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't think they can pull it off. I think Auburn has everything to gain here, and... As long as they keep pushing it, I think Auburn's in a great spot for Mr. Ryan Williams to complete the freeze five. Yeah, my understanding was Ryan Williams, before Nick Saban stepped down, was set to visit Alabama officially this weekend, visit Texas the following weekend, and then the last true weekend of college football recruiting before National Signing Day was going to visit Auburn. He cancels his visit to Alabama and decommits from that team literally, like you said, minutes after Nick Saban retires. Uh, By all accounts, he's not rescheduled to go Alabama this weekend. He's going to head out to Texas A&M for a visit where, oddly enough, the wide receiver coach that was at Alabama recruiting him has left Alabama and is at Texas A&M. So no doubt this will be a battle moving forward for Ryan Williams by several teams right now on rivals. Texas ranked second, Alabama ranked third, Auburn ranked eighth. A&M, I believe, is way behind down at 24, so they desperately need a big-time signee like Ryan Williams to get them into the top 20. I'm with you. I think that Alabama's on the outside big time looking in now. Alabama people will get on the airwaves and absolutely disagree with that. But let's take a really good look at reality here. If he does not take an official weekend visit to Alabama before National Signing Day, he ain't going to Alabama. I think Auburn's at a really good spot there. We mentioned offensive line as well. And some news from yesterday uh, that I did want to mention, Auburn continuing to work in the portal. They pick up the Mississippi State transfer, Percy Lewis. And if you have not seen this young man, Lord have Percy. Let me tell you that was that was so good. Let me tell you about this guy. He's massive. Six foot eight, three hundred and forty-five pounds. The tackle was an all SEC honorable mention in 2023. Let me say that one more time. Six foot tall, eight inches, and three hundred and forty-five pounds. 
all SEC honorable mention in 2023 a year ago for Mississippi yeah, State. All, That's what you're bringing in to boost up your offensive line. All honorable mention of uh, honorary Sasquatch there. He's massive. We'll be playing uh, offensive tackle at Auburn. If this works out, they'll be able to move Dylan Wade into the guard position where most NFL scouts have told him he projects to play if he's going to play at the next level. And all that will do is allow people like Jarquez Hunter. I want I wonder if Jarquez Hunter took a good look at that uh, graduate transfer coming in and saying, you know what, I think I can run behind him and Dylan Wade next year. Also, other news officially, Wesley McGriff has returned to coach the secondary for Auburn in 2024. Well, that's huge. That whole story has been kind of wickedly strange. And, uh, you know, he was going to Texas A&M. Well, he was a coach this season. Then he wasn't a coach this season. Uh, Welcome back crime dog for like your 15th stay at Auburn but we are happy to have them and let me tell you what that'll ease the sting right there of losing Zach Etheridge I'll take that recruiter Wesley McGriff and Charles Kelly in the back in the defensive backfield give us a call we'd love to hear from you 334-321-1390 we'll talk some basketball when we come back you are on the line with Jacob Goertz on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We've got 30 more minutes here on the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goertz. He's Uncle T-Bone. Let's get to the phone lines. As Specter, you're on the line with Jacob and Uncle T-Bone. What's up? Yeah, I wanted to wrap this up about the coaching firing and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, you know, I told you all last week when Montgomery got fired that this wasn't over. There's more to come. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I couldn't go into detail about it, but uh, I don't deal in message boards or anything like that. I'm like Uncle T. I, I kind of live in the shadows. And uh, But with that being said, you know, this actually started going downhill for the coaches during the New Mexico State game or mm-hmm. after the New Mexico State game. And back then, I, I called – Cadillac out about that uh, because it's uncharacteristic for him to come out on the sidelines and not have his players pumped up. And he's uh, associate head coach, and I don't believe anybody would have put him to the side and said, "No, you cannot, you cannot prep our players up. You cannot, you know, coach our players up. You can't get them uh, ready for the game, so on and so forth." That I was told, mm-hmm. but. Uh, with that being said, that uh, you know, it, it this uh, you know we talk about quarterback rooms and receiver rooms and stuff. Coaches have the same room, and it was it was uh, said that uh, there was some grumbling going on in the coaches' room. Yeah, not not uh, grumbling doesn't mean pointing fingers. Grumbling doesn't mean division. It just means it's, it's an unsettlement. Well, I told you guys that I saw what I saw on the sideline of Coach Freeze. I saw a face of this just, just defeat. Yeah, you did and, say that. And, yeah, and he came out and said that, you know, I got to reevaluate this coaching staff. And that's basically, that's the bottom line is what he's done. Mm-hmm. You know, these coaches had every opportunity to do their job all year long. And when you, and what that one, one caller said about being a CEO in, in, in today's businesses. You know, you got a good, you got a, uh, you got a, a uh, employee that's respected 
in the community and, and other staff, but if he ain't doing his job, he's got to go. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that's what's happening, Specter. I really do, and I think you yeah. agree with that. I do. I do, absolutely. And, and you know, the thing, you have to read what's happening with, with things like with, with um, Prime Dog coming back. You know, he was, he, is, he was obviously, he was told that, you know, so-and-so is going to, this is going to happen. We need you to come back. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he made that decision. But uh, uh, I think that's about all I have to say about that. Okay. Uh, I can't tell you who else is coming in. But, uh, but the bottom line is I hated to see Cadillac and go and Zach go. But, you know, gosh, Auburn men or not, if you, if you can't do the job, you can't do the job. I just don't know what happened to Cadillac. He just like he's lost his enthusiasm or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, something but, something, something fell through right there for sure. It, it did. But anyway, um, I, I just wanted to wrap that up. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys Yeah, go. appreciate the call, Spectre. Yep, appreciate the call. 334-321-1390. I'm sure we'll we'll talk to Spectre a lot next week as well. And, and yeah, that, that kind of seems to be the, the situation here. And, and we have a good idea of who we think is going to be replaced um, in, in the names that are floating around that we think is going to be who it is. And, and we'll talk about a lot of that going into the weeks leading up and, and kind of moving forward with all of that. And, and this guy has something to say about all of this, plus a basketball, because we do need to get into that conversation as well. Jumping Jack Cutton joining us on the phone line. What's up, man? Yay, nay. Oh, Jack, how about now? Hey. There he is. Got him guy? now. Hey, it helps if I turn you on on the right spot on the board. So uh, you're on now. That might help. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys keeping the beat intact over there? Trying to, man. We uh trying to hit all the topics before we get out of here today. Did uh, Uncle T-Bone get his nap in before the show? <laughs> My power nap. I was kind of in a – yeah, well, you know, I, the show starts at 2 o'clock. Normally eat lunch about twelve thirty, so it's right there in about a thirty minute window where I have a food coma, Jack. <laughs> well, hey, I tell you, this uh, it, it seems like the the coaching staff at Auburn uh, is not in a food coma right now. Uh, it, it looks to be, it looks like the wheels are starting to turn uh, over in the athletic offices. Well, what uh, quickly give us your thoughts on all the coaching changes and everything, and then uh, we want you to talk a little basketball because we're going to talk a little basketball, and of course, plug after the game tomorrow on Wings ninety four three. Yeah, heck yeah! Um, just a, a very quick thought on it. Obviously, you know, Specter uh, said a lot of good things there, but you know, I, I think it was just time um, to to move on from these guys. You know, both Cadillac and Zach are going to be Auburn names that fans and uh, really just anybody associated with the program looks back and and can say just about only good things as to what they did. I mean, obviously, Cadillac's story um, going back, I mean, that was, you know, I, I kind of termed that as the, the first time I fell in love with Auburn football was the go-crazy Cadillac run. Um, you know, I was uh, I was just a, a wee lad at that time, Jacob. Um, and so, you know, growing up and seeing that, he was always one of my favorite players. And, of course, Zach Etheridge is going to be remembered for, you know, the guy who, um, really led that defense on the, the 2010 National Championship team. And so uh, just two guys that have given Auburn a whole lot. Obviously, Cadillac will, will forever be remembered also as the guy that revived Auburn football um, after the Harson years. And, you know, both of those guys are, are Auburn men, and they'll be remembered well on the Plains. But I think it's just, you know, in their careers, uh, when you get to a point of you got to 
climb the ladder, you know, it's time to move on. And I think both of them uh, decided that. And I think there were some, some things that helped them decide that as well this year. And, uh, you know, Auburn, I think, is, is looking to bring in the best of the best. And, you know, not to say that those guys aren't good coaches, but I think Auburn can do better. And um, it, it looks like that's what they're doing. Yeah, we talked about in a previous uh in a previous segment about Auburn kind of typecasting itself as where, well, this guy played at Auburn and he's coaching somewhere else and he's doing really well and we need to go get him. But, you know, that can go both ways, right? You're a former Auburn legend and you you work for Auburn, right? And you kind of get typecast and it's like, well, he's only coaching at Auburn because he played at Auburn. And you really need to go out there and kind of make your bones somewhere else. I think so. I think that's a good point. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting where these guys end up. Obviously, Zach Etheridge, uh, you know, there's some talks that the Houston job is, is going to be um, one that he's, that he's big at, maybe even a defensive coordinator there. And so, you know, that's a step up for him. No question. Elsewhere, Cadillac will be looked at as, as one of the best running back coaches in the country. Uh, you know, regardless of how he's done or, or how he's recruited in the past, he's He's going to be a big name uh, that I think will garner a lot of interest from other programs, and so I don't think that either one of these guys are, are you know, are go- necessarily going backwards in their career now. Other news around Auburn football today: Wesley McGriff, Crime Dog, announced that he is coming back to coach the Corners after previously being announced that he was going to Texas A&M, and also Jarquez Hunter announcing that he is coming back for his final year as an Auburn football running back. Jack Hudden joining us on the phone lines. We got to flip to basketball, man. We've talked a lot of football today, and there's a lot of basketball to cover going on tomorrow. You will be on the airwaves after the Auburn men's basketball game as they host LSU five o'clock over on Wings ninety four three and WingsFM.com here locally in Auburn, Opelika. Then you and Kyle Rush, Mr. Charlie Five himself, will be on the air following that broadcast for After the Game on Wings 94.3. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We've had a little bit of a hiatus where uh, I had to get Uncle T-Bone to fill in for him last week, and, man, we really enjoyed doing that. Brought us back to our game day on Wings days, you know, so long ago, only a couple months back. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you you know, it's going to be good. Uh, Looking forward to seeing Kyle in the studio again. We've got some opinions on some things that I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a little bit more ironed out tomorrow that, that we'll talk about on air. Uh, but, yeah, I, I did want to get everybody uh, tuned in as to that was, that's going on tomorrow. It'll be after the Auburn Sports Network racks up their broadcast. Kyle and I will go live right there on Wings 94.3. And so if you're listening to the game or if you're coming home from the game even um, and you want to hear a little bit more content afterwards, we're going to be there. We're going to be talking about everything. We're going to be breaking down everything we just saw. Uh, obviously, you know, this LSU team comes in. I don't think a lot of people really thought that this LSU team w- was going to be very good this year. And lo and behold, they're 2-0 and in the SEC. Uh, and just went into Texas A&M a week ago and beat a team that Auburn had a little problem with this last week. So, you know, it's an LSU team that you're not really sure just how good they are, but but they've got some good wins so far. Jalen Cook, I think, has has been a really nice transfer from Tulane, and so uh, this will this will by no means be a cakewalk for Auburn. Awesome. Well, Jack, we appreciate you and everything you do for us uh, for Auburn. Hi. Uh, so so much for your basketball games tonight. They got canceled for the impending tornadoes that never showed up. Boy, yeah, I know. Hey, this this Auburn high basketball team too. I I'd encourage anybody who uh, doesn't normally get the listener doesn't normally get to come out. 
both of these Auburn high teams are doing really big things. They're both ranked in the top ten. That's the first time since 2017 uh, that that has happened. Um, you've got 19 wins, only three losses for the men's team, and then the women's team 15 and four. Uh, both of them, well, there is one loss in area by the girls, but two and zero in area are the boys. You get one and one in area for the girls, and uh, both of them are making runs at area titles, and not just that, but. Uh, could possibly be looking at being contenders for state championships. So get involved with that. Uh, I'm on 96.3 W. Lee. You can hear the broadcast schedule. Um, you can go online and, and look at that on um, on Auburn Network's website. So um, I'm sure you'll have a lot more to, to say about that, Jacob. But uh, appreciate the appreciate me getting to shout all this out and uh, look forward to, to continuing what we're doing. Of course, man. I'll, I'll see you this weekend. You know I will off the air. That's Jack Cudden joining us on the phone line. Jump at Jack Cudden. We appreciate him being a part of the show on this Friday afternoon, 334-321-1390. We've had such great calls today. And Uncle T-Bone, we got to give our thoughts on basketball here for a little bit because yep. Auburn hosting LSU tomorrow as we shift complete and total gears here from a very football-heavy show to talking basketball for the last 15 minutes or so. Auburn hosting LSU tomorrow, and as Jack mentioned, an LSU team that didn't have a whole lot of expectations, but all of a sudden they're 2-0 in SEC play. And Mm -hmm. while those two wins, one of those is Vanderbilt, which doesn't mean a whole lot, the other one is Texas A&M, and that was a win on the road by 15 points. And as Jack mentioned, a team uh, that... A team that Auburn struggled with until the under four timeouts on uh, on Tuesday night, and so Auburn hosting LSU, no line as of yet. You may be able to check your uh, your yeah, sports and I just actually or, looked that up over at www.scoresandodds.com. Scores and odds, just yeah. came out. There is no line for the later games after five o'clock. Just yet, they'll be out a little bit later this evening or tomorrow. Auburn minus 16 and a half at home. Hosting oh, my god! Undefeated in conference, 2-0 LSU, over under 150.5. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think that's way too many points. This is a team that Bruce Pearl had nothing but good things to say about. Look, and it's just it's not all coach speak, right? I mean, he's going to shoot you straight. And uh, LSU's got some good perimeter play. They have played uh, really good basketball so far in conference. That's a bevy of points to have to give up, especially after a – I don't want to call this a possible letdown game because I'm not so certain that works that same way in basketball as it does in football. Uh, but this could possibly be one if that if there is that effect in college basketball because Auburn – you look, they have struggled mightily with Texas A&M and put a ton into that game. Mm-hmm. Now, this coaching staff puts a lot into every single basketball game. That's a fact. But, man, oh, man, 16 and a half points. Oh, and by the way, speaking of giving up points, <clears throat> somebody the other night said, hey, that Tennessee game, and I quote, Hey-oh. Tennessee minus two and a half at Mississippi State smells like what? Smells like cologne. And when it smells like cologne, what do you do, Jacob? You leave it alone. And not only did Mississippi State cover at home, but got the outright win. That was just an ugly, ugly line that didn't make any sense. Um, This one doesn't make sense to me. And it's not that Auburn can't all. win by 16 points. It's but just sure. that's a lot of points in an SEC game to in be favored by. In a game. I mean, if Auburn covers that 16 and a half, you might as well just pencil them into the Final Four. I like that. We'll talk some more about that. Talk SEC basketball. Wrap it all up here on the Friday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Don't go anywhere. 
are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Winding down here on the Friday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. We appreciate everybody being with us all show long, man. It has been one of the uh, crazier days in the last couple of weeks or months. I mean, just so much happening today with Alabama hiring a new head coach, Auburn, Excuse me. Letting go of two head or letting go of two assistant coaches, bringing back two new assistant coaches. One returning to Auburn and one coming back from before, right? And then a player coming back. We've got basketball going on. I mean, the NFL playoffs are coming on this weekend. I mean, just so much going on. So we had, I mean, we had near twenty phone calls today in this show. And so if you missed any of that. You can go and check out the podcast at ESPNAU.com or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. We will have that up for you right after the show today, so be sure that you check that out. Auburn hosting LSU this weekend in basketball. Uncle T-Bone just told us they're favored by 16 and a half. That is insane. Not that Auburn can't do it. That's just a lot of points to be favored by. They are at home, and we know this Auburn team plays well at home. I think Auburn wins tomorrow, but... Uh, I think it'll be a little bit closer of a game than that as the weather starts to move in a little bit here on us over at Auburn Network. Other games going on in the SEC quickly. Tennessee on the road at Georgia. That's a 12-3 and Georgia team shocking the world right now as they are also 2-0 and in SEC play thanks to a win at Missouri and then home versus Arkansas. They're hosting a top-five Tennessee team that just lost the other night. Vanderbilt on the road at Ole Miss. Kentucky on the road at A&M. South Carolina on the road at Missouri. Florida hosting Arkansas and Mississippi State hosting Alabama tomorrow night. That will be a good one on the SEC Network. Yeah, I mean, uh, every conference game is a war now. I mean, there are teams that are super desperate. For example, Texas A&M 0-2 in conference play, hosting Kentucky, 2 o'clock uh, Eastern on ESPN. I, I, that's, that's the type team and type game in a situation where A&M rises up. Because if they don't, you go 0-3, now you're starting to track towards not only not being on the bubble, but heading towards the NIT if you're mm-hmm. lucky, right? Arkansas on the same boat. This is probably one of the most disappointing top 15 teams you'll see in, conf- in SEC conference history arkansas getting dominated by georgia by who the by the way mike white on a nine game winning streak there two and oh hosting tennessee tennessee giving them seven and a half the vols did not play good basketball at mississippi state an underrated team so far in conference um does Georgia do the does uh the pump do they turn into a pumpkin now finally right does uh does the clock hit midnight that ought to be an interesting game to kick it off uh, tomorrow several other good games including Alabama at Mississippi State which will be a war I like the Bulldogs there inside the hump I think it's hailing outside well they said that there was going to be some terrible weather uh, uh, heading in today I guess we so. are getting hit with it man there goes my truck that's unfortunate well it is hailing well, it probably outside. just did about. $50 worth of improvements. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is this okay. about Green Bay yeah. and Dallas, yeah. by the way? Let's take a look at that line. Playoff games really quickly. We got just a couple of minutes. Tomorrow in the NFL, Browns and Texans. What a weird game that is. C.J. Stroud getting the Texans into the playoffs. Uh, I think the Gosh, Browns will win with good. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco off the couch coming look, with the Browns. Flacco's playing some of the best ball of his career at, you know, 62 years old catching social security so i like the texans there that team is hot 
And boy, oh boy, was I happy to see Kalen uh, DeHarzen get hired at Alabama instead of D'Amico Ryans. Dolphins on the road at the Chiefs. And if you have not seen the weather report for this game, they're saying wind chills Uncle T-Bone in the negative 30s tomorrow Jeez. in Jeez. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, there was some type of wild stat that Tua is, is like 0-500 being from Hawaii in cold weather games <laughs> under 50 degrees. I'll take the Chiefs there laying the points at home. They'll have all the extra heaters, and they'll be prepared for that cold weather. Not and, yeah. yeah, and real quick, going into uh, the into the Steelers-Bills game, there's yep. supposed to be like a foot of snow up there in that a game. Blizzard. That's old school right there. Coach Dunn's in the uh, studio. What do you think, Coach? That's old school, baby. Yeah, that's uh, what it's all about. I love those games. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Yeah, they're not fun to play in, but they're fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's a blizzard in Buffalo. The rest of the games on Sunday, Sunday night, Rams and Lions. On Monday, Eagles-Bucks. But the most important one in this studio on this show <laughs> – the Green Bay Packers, my boys, and Jordan Love going to Dallas to take on Dak and the Cowboys in Jerry's world. The Cowboys giving up seven and a half points over under of 50. That'll be at a 330. Uh, that, that game is on Fox, so I guess Troy Aikman will be uh, doing that call. Or, or is that, is no, he? Yeah, Aikman's at ESPN now. No, he's at ESPN, yeah. that's right. So it'll be Tony Romo? Uh, Romo's on CBS. This will be, uh, remember, this is what Greg well, Olson Maybe it'll be Roger Staubach. I don't know. It'll be some <laughs> former Cowboy. Um, I don't know if the Cowboys cover this seven. I'm going to be honest with you. It was I think seven they, and a half to I start. Think they win, yeah, that's right. I think they win this game, but the Packers are playing really good ball right now. Jordan Love, though, in his first playoff game as a starter. That Cowboys he defense. Ain't scared. Micah Parsons. He may let me tell you what, this might be a uh, Cobra Kai body bag game. Micah Parsons going to stuff him in the corner. Only good team that Dallas has beat at home this year was the Eagles, who were on a downward spiral. Give me the Packers, man. Go Pack Go. <laughs> Taking down the boys in Jerry's world. Great show today here on the Friday edition of On a lot the of Line. Fun. Nobody's having more fun than we are. I can promise you that, and we hope that you're having fun listening I mean, we to us Coach every day. We got Coach Dunn in here just cracking up at us. Heck yeah, That's we right. do. That's hey, right. Coach Dunn will be on the drive coming up after us here on ESPN 106.7. An update, though, no shows on Monday for MLK Day, so you'll hear from us on Tuesday. 2-4 to four, right here on ESPN 106.7. Double D will join us to recap everything that we've talked about plus everything over the weekend. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. We'll be back on Tuesday, 2-4, to four, right here on ESPN 106.7. He's Uncle T-Bone. I'm Jacob Goins. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.